No hipsters. No hipsters. No hipsters. Pod. 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 Hey, it's Ronce, the founder of NoHipstersAllow.com and the host of No Hipsters Pod. On episode 27, we interview singer-songwriter Ryan Toby. Ryan Toby, thank you so much for doing this. Welcome to No Hipsters Pod. Oh man, thank you for having me. What's happening? Of course, of course. First question, how does it feel to be in something as iconic as Sister Act 2? Wesley James. Wesley Glenn James. Respectfully, my sister. James is the slave name forced upon my ancestors, while Wesley, that's some name my assimilationist parents came up with. But today, in honor of all my brothers and sisters who died in the struggle, <laughs> I wish to be called by my true name, Amal Njomo Jamea, which means he who is spirited and long-winded. Man, it's, it's an amazing feeling. It's kind of surreal uh, because it was the first uh, thing that I ever auditioned for ever in my life. I had, you know, never even dreamed of being an actor. It was like something I sort of stumbled into through trying to get a record deal as a singer. I definitely wanted to get a record deal and be a singer. And in my pursuit of that, um, my management team, along with uh, an A&R head of uh, A&R at RCA Records at the time, a guy named Kenny Ortiz, um, okay. he, discovered, he discovered SWV and uh, Pharrell and the Neptunes and stuff. He was uh, working with me at the time, trying to develop me to get me a record deal at RCA. Mm -hmm. And uh, somehow or another, he found out about the auditions. You know, it was kind of like an open call. They were just looking for kids that can sing and dance just to really be um, in a part of the choir, part of the background, the ensemble. Right, right. That's what I auditioned for. And they got me on the list. I didn't have an agent. I wasn't in the uh, union, nothing like that. So, I mean, it still blows my mind that not only did I, you know, get, you know, casted in the film, but then they, you know, took me from being just a background singer to giving me a, a lead role. So it blows my mind every day. Right. I'm still so thankful. <laughs> it must've been that falsetto. Oh, Fast forward a few years and now you're in City High. And yeah. so from what I understand, all three of you went to Willingboro High in Jersey. Willingboro, Willingboro High. Willingboro, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. you guys weren't all in the same grade. So how did that come to be? Um, yeah, so we went, but we were staggered. So like when I was a senior, Robbie was like a sophomore, gotcha. um, freshman, sophomore, and then I graduated. Um, and then I think when he became a senior, uh, Claudette was, she was like a freshman, sophomore, you know what I mean? So we were staggered. We all went to the same school, but right. staggered. Uh -huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, that came about because, uh, I ran into, uh, my manager that I was telling you about a guy named Marvin Thompson. Wow. We hadn't worked together. Yeah. We hadn't worked together since the sister act two thing, but, um, we bumped into each other later on about, you know, seven years or so after sister act two. Mm -hmm. And, um, he was telling me how he was now managing the kid, Robbie. He was like, yeah, I managed this kid you went to school with. So when he said his name, I remembered him, you know what I mean? Cause Robbie, you know, used to sing in, in the choir and stuff like that. Right. Like I did in school. So I said, oh yeah, I remember him. He's younger than me. I remember him. So he was like, yeah, man, um, this kid just got a deal with Wyclef Jean and Jerry Wonder's new label called Booga Basement on Interscope Records. Right. And so um, he was like, um, you should come do some writing for him because Marvin knew that I was getting my pen game on. I was working with Jazzy Jeff at the time. Right, we'll, we'll get and to that in a minute because that, that's oh, amazing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So, so yeah, so basically Marvin, Marvin linked that up. He said, yo, you should come write some songs for this kid. He's working with Wyclef. Wyclef, you know, they're doing big things. 
I said, okay, cool. So me and Robbie and I linked. I started writing songs for him. We started working together, producing together. Um, Robbie's a really, really dope producer and musician. And um, so originally, yeah, that's how that's how City High started. It was just Robbie and I because um, once we started taking the songs, he started taking those songs that we were writing together for his project to Wyclef and Jerry for their approval. They were like, yo, who, who's writing these songs with you? And oh man, my man Ryan, da 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 da. And Wyclef knew of me already from Lauren Hill, Sister Act Two, you know what I mean? It all ties together. So it was kind of like, just like that six degrees of separation type of thing where um, I went to the studio with Robbie and, uh, to meet with Wyclef. And um, when, as soon as I walked in the room, Wyclef was like, oh snap, you're the writer? You, like, I, you know, I know you. Da, 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 da. So it was from there, we just started having conversations. He was asking me like, what's going on with my career? And he was like, yo man, we got a new record label and I love the energy and the vibe that you and Robbie have together. The chemistry is dope. Y'all y'all should be a group. And so Robbie was like, yo, I would love to be in a group with you, bro, blah, blah, blah. So that's how City High started. It was originally just Robbie and myself. Claudette came into the picture because she used to come around and she would sing. Um, she was in another group, just a hometown group back in, at that time. But she would come to the studio and sing hooks for us, sing, you know, put little female ad libs and harmonies on stuff. Gotcha. And she, so we had her sing the chorus to the, our song, What Would You Do? So she sang the chorus and um, when Wyclef and Jerry heard her, they were like, yo, who's that girl? So we introduced them to her and they fell in love with her and they were like, yo, she has to be in a group. <laughs> so, so we put her in a group and then City High went from a duo to a trio. Fantastic. And so it's funny, I always wonder, you guys had, uh, because what would you do is actually on the Life soundtrack. Because I, I remember yeah. hearing that song, I was like, wait, this is not a new song. And yeah, then, yeah. But like it was different, you know, I had like the, the, the Dr. Dre sample on the- Yeah, yeah, the it was originally, it was originally supposed to, we were supposed to launch um, in, off of the Life soundtrack. We were going to have a single off of the Life soundtrack, but um, we kind of got, our group kind of got uh, trumped out to uh, Maxwell and Casey and Jojo and you know what I mean? Bigger names, you know, we were the new kids on the block, you know, Wyclef was trying to, because at the time, Wyclef and R. Kelly were co-executive producing the Life soundtrack. So R. Kelly was responsible for half of the album and Wyclef was responsible for half of the album. Wyclef also scored the film. He did the, the music in the film. So with them having, you know, being responsible for half and half, Wyclef was like, yo, I'm going to launch my new group off of the soundtrack. He said, oh, he said, but um, I think how it went down, we were supposed to have the first or second single off the soundtrack. But when R. Kelly came with that Maxwell record and he came with that Casey and Jojo record, that the record label was like, no, we're going with that. <laughs> of course, of course. Wow, that's interesting. And so you guys have two hit singles. Uh, what would you, it was actually top 10. Yeah. And, and then it kind of just all ends really suddenly. Yeah. And so from what I understand, Claudette and Robbie dated. Yeah. But this was actually before the group. Yeah. 
And yeah. then at some point during the whole like success of the first album, you and Claudette get together. Yeah. So I'm from, I'm from where I say you guys actually got married, had kids together. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I wonder how much of that had to do with the end of the group. Uh, that was the end of the group. Oh. <laughs> of course. I mean, because I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, maybe, you know, I mean, who knows? Oh, so yeah. that was, okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty tumultuous situation, you know I what bet. I mean? I bet. Yeah. But, you know, um, no regrets. You know, you live and you learn. And we have, uh, you know, two beautiful children out of the marriage and the relationship was great. She and I are really, really good, um, you know, friends and co-parents and, um, gotcha. you know, uh, Robbie and I are, are really cool. I just actually, I just talked to him like last week, you know what oh. I mean? So yeah, we was, it, we was going to be, if you guys were had any, like, yeah, sort of yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was rough for a number of years, obviously. Okay. So, but, uh-huh. um, it, you know, and there's a lot of other details and things that go into the story that aren't even really worth talking about at this point. You know what I mean? It's been like 20, over 20 years, uh, you know, but, um, yeah, when all of that happened, I mean, they, they dated when, when she was like a freshman in high school, you know what I mean? Like when they were in school, like high uh-huh. school. So, and then, you know, that, that only went on for about a year or so, right. like really a year. And then they broke up and then the group was formed and then we started touring and da-da-da. And she and I started getting really, really close. And, um, you know, we fell in love. It is what it is. And, uh, you know, but obviously, you know, it, you know, it don't look good. But, but. Yeah, I, I don't have no regrets, man. I, I, I can't be, you know, none of us are apologizing for shit we did in right. our teens and 20s, like early 20s. It's like ridiculous. We're, I'm 44 years old now, so. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. Because, so the other day, with because you had a birthday, actually happy belated. Still, yeah, thank you, calls, thank you. And all the sources said 42 here and 44 yeah, 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 here. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was like, yeah, 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 kind of yeah. younger sister. Right. 42. 42, 44 is about the same thing. Gotcha. <laughs> all right. And so, um, you know, that all happens. And now you're like heavy in the songwriting. You have like three credits yeah. on Usher's Confessions album, like three songs that yeah, I yeah. actually love. So there's Thank you, man. Thank Superstar, you, thank which is a classic. You. Like, it's what, you know how like many big R&B artists, so like their best yeah. songs are actually album cuts? Superstar, yeah. I think it's one of those for Usher and you're, you, you co-wrote that. And there's also Follow Me and Caught yeah. Up, which is a top 10 single. You've also yeah, written yeah, yeah. for Justin Bieber and Brian McKnight. And I was shocked to find out that you co-wrote Miami. How does that happen at the time? Um, so yeah, if we go back to uh, after Sister Act, so I think Sister Act was 93. I met Jazzy Jeff through a friend um, in Philly, I think in like 97. 97, I started going down to a Touch of Jazz studio um, and started working with Jazzy Jeff and his production team. He had a bunch of young writers and producers, a young Jill Scott was hanging around, a young music soul child was hanging around, a young clip. Glenn Lewis is hanging around, you know, young Floetry is running around, like we're all just down there, you know, honing our skills and um, Jeff opened the doors to his studio for us to just, you know, um, uh, hone our hone our craft. And so um, during that time, I was doing a lot of writing. Jeff was uh, getting me in a lot of situations to write, you know, theme songs for TV shows to write uh, for, I wrote 
uh, the first single on Darius Rucker, uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, so Darius Rucker's first single, Wild One, I got a chance, I wrote that. Um, uh, David Hollister came, I wrote for David Hollister, and then, um, you know, a bunch of others. And then uh, Jeff told me Will Smith was coming down to hear some music. Cause Will just Will just finished. Uh, well, not just finished, but Men in Black had just came out that summer, and was big. It was huge, bigger than ever. And so Will Smith, uh, based off the success of that song and that movie, went and did a deal with Tommy Mottola and Columbia Records, and he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna do a full album. I'm gonna do a whole comeback album." So he came down to Jeff's, you know what I mean? That's his best friend. He's like, yo, what you got? I know you got some beats. I know you got some some songs. Let me hear something. And um, at the time, I was doing a lot of singing and rapping on my songs, which was very unique for the time. It wasn't There weren't any R&B artists that were doing that right. on a level of like, you know, like Drake, like where Drake can really sing, Drake can really rap. And so when me. Will heard my stuff. That was very generous. Huh? That was very generous. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love Drake. Well, I was gonna say well, about I mean, Lauren Hill. Like Lauren Hill was would be a better example. Well, Lauren Hill. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Uh. But you know. Um. So. So. So yeah, so Jeff played Will records that I was doing for my project at the time. And Will just fell in love with the music. He's like, yo, who is that singing? He's like, oh, this artist, I got named Ryan. And the verse coming, who, who is that rapping in the verse? Oh, that's the same kid. Will was like, what? Wait, so is he a singer or a rapper? Ironically, you know what's funny? Back then, I couldn't get a record deal because I was singing and rapping on songs. And this is actually this is actually before Lauren really blew up for like on her album. Right. So this is right before the Lauren Hill mega success. You know what I'm saying? So because record labels would be confused. Is he a singer or is he a rapper? He needs to pick a lane. You know what I mean? And, I mean, and the score, the score had been out like what, two years prior to that? Because Yeah, the score was out, but it, it wasn't the normal thing. It was like that was that was some shit. The the Fuji's gotcha. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That was something the Fuji's did. That wasn't like how now it's standard. Like rappers, all rappers are gonna use auto-tune, all rappers are gonna sing, they're gonna rap, they're gonna say like you know what I mean? Now right, it's right. like the model. Right. Back then it was like, oh, that's just some Fuji shit. <laughs> wow. So um yeah, it was it was tricky. It was tricky for me to get a record deal. So Jeff was like, look, man, well, while we're still exploring options for you to get a deal why don't you give these songs to will and i was like no you know what i'm saying <laughs> just being young and naive and not understanding the game and jeff had a real real heart-to-heart -heart conversation with me and really schooled me to the concept of songwriting and writing for the artists and uh you know publishing and like bro like you know you could really launch a career make a name for yourself as a writer while you're, you know, waiting for it to get your record deal. So I'm like, all right, cool. And, and you know, what was uh, the blessing about it was Will kept me on the choruses. So I'm featured singing on the album for on, on a couple of the songs. Yeah, so, so I have four songs on that album. So I think I'm on the chorus of the very first one that he recorded, it was called I Love I loved her or I loved you. He kept me on the chorus. So I was like, all right, cool. So I'm on there as a feature. And then uh, then we did three other songs. And one of those three other songs ended up being Miami. Wow. Yeah.
I mean, listen, I think that was a good call. I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to get out of my own way, bro. Sometimes right. we have to do that as, as artists and creatives because we, we come into the game with this tunnel vision of like, you know, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a singer, I'm a, you know, whatever you are. And then, you know, and if, and if those doors aren't opening for you, you got to know how to adjust, you got to know how to pivot, you got to know how to adapt, you know what I mean? And sometimes, you know, the blessing could be coming packaged another way. And you got to know how to have foresight, you know what I mean? And insight and be able to be like, you know what, okay, maybe if I switch it up a little bit and do this, it can help. You know, so that thank God I was able to do that. Yes, and actually, I, I want to know: Do you play any instruments? I'm always curious when I meet people who write songs. You know, if they actually play anything. I, you know what? I never had the patience to sit down and learn any right. instrument because I, I just, I just focused on my voice, and then I was I like, and, and I think that's I, great though. It's because <laughs> yeah. I think there's so many like old school people who think that oh, if you don't play an instrument, then you're not a real musician. I'm like, no, there's so yeah. many amazing yeah. songwriters who don't play any instruments and so yeah, so yeah. that's good to know i, I still want to learn i still want to learn piano though I'm, that's definitely on my bucket list for sure for All sure right. and then i was going to ask are you a more melodic writer or are you more of a lyricist or do you do both are you do you find yourself too skilled uh, both both i think are really important to me um yeah, I just I just released my Chris my first Christmas album called Songs for the Season. It came out on Friday, yesterday actually, and um, I in in the recording process of doing it, I was I was pushing myself to not only have you know some classical melodies and some things that will be memorable because I wanted to do original Christmas songs. You know, I didn't want to just do like the Jingle Bells and all of that type of stuff. So I wanted to do like some new original Christmas bangers. And I just kept telling myself, you know, you got to come up with those timeless melodies, Ryan. And then you got to say like real cool, clever, Christmassy shit. You know what I'm saying? So, so I was pushing myself to do both, both melody and doesn't have to sing another song ever again, just off of her. You feel me? You feel me? You feel me? Uh, Donny Hathaway's This Christmas was released in 1970. Facts. Think of that. And it plays every, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> so I, I was like, I want in on that, but it has to have timeless melody and solid lyrics. So both are important to me. Great, great, great. All right, so Sister Act 2, um, from what I understand, there haven't been a lot of movies since then, but will you ever go back to acting? Because clearly you're good at it. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, actually, you know, now that I've gotten... For the most part, a lot of my musical dreams uh, out of my system, because, you know, for me, it was always about the music. It was always about wanting to get a record deal. It was always about being that, you know, R&B artist and making that R&B music. And um, like I said, the acting was something I sort of stumbled into. I mean, thank God, you know, it worked. But um it wasn't like at the forefront of my mind as far as my goals. So now <clears throat> that I'm a lot older, and I got a lot, I've gotten the tour, I've gotten to go to the Grammys, I've been Grammy nominated, you know what I mean? I just got some more Grammy nominations, actually. I just found out for a couple records, a couple projects that I was uh, a part of this year. Um, and now I'm like looking to get back into the acting thing, you know, because I never even considered myself an actor, you know what I mean? So, but it, because it just kind of the universe brought it to me like that, once again, you got to know how to pivot. You got to know how to adapt. You got to know how to like read the signs, be like, you know, maybe, maybe this is what I should do. You know what I mean? So 
yeah, I'm definitely looking to get back into acting. I was really excited when I saw Whoopi uh, talking about Sister Act 3 in, in these interviews this year. That got me super duper excited. So I'm ready. I'm ready. When they, when they call and the coach want to put me in, I'm ready, coach. <laughs> so what do you have in store for 2021? Uh, for 2021, just more music, man. I mean, 2020 was obviously um, a crazy year for everything, for everybody. But for me, um, there was a lot of positives in 2021. I, I put out 10 albums in 10 weeks in 2021. My Soul of a Songwriter series, volumes one through 10. I was just, I, I don't know, it was just kind of just did it out of like, we, you know, quarantine, boredom, sitting around. And I was like, man, we really about to be stuck in the house. I was like, Wait a minute, Ryan, everybody's going to be stuck in the house on their phone, streaming music all day, all night, streaming content. What better time to release some music than right now? So I started, you know, going through some of my hard drives and finding some songs, polishing them up. I was record, I record all the time. So I, I got a gang of new material and I put out an album, I called it Songs for the, for the Lockdown. And then I was like, you know what would be cool? what if I put out another album next Friday, just on some like, just to knock people's socks off, right? So I did it, Songs for the Lockdown, volume two, <laughs> the next Friday. Then people started hitting me like, what you gonna go for three, you know what I mean? So it went from like one to two to three to 10. I did 10 and, um, and I got like four more albums already done in the can, ready to go. So 2021, I'm just looking to, you know, release more music. Um, I launched my online store for, um, you know, uh, Ryan Toby merch and different things like that. So I'm just excited about my merch line. I'm excited about uh, releasing more music in 2021. I'm excited about filming Sister Act 3 in 2021. <laughs> I'm just really hyped, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, feel Thank free to you. Again, and good luck in everything. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.